The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, a bi-monthly anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Half Price Books, Edmund Unplugged, Loot and XP, Boarding House, Paseo Plunge, Museum of Osteology, Commonplace Books, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 137 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. I'm Nikki Robinson. This coming weekend, the largest film festival in the region returns to Oklahoma City. The 18th annual Dead Center Film Festival opens Thursday, June 7th, and runs through Sunday, June 10th at various locations in downtown. Joining us to talk about it is Director of Festival and Operations, Alex Picard-Davis. Alex, welcome back. We are Thank so glad you. to have you. excited to be back. You know, so, okay, I was thinking about this question. I thought, so if someone <laughs> just moved to Oklahoma City and never heard about Dead Center, how would you describe it to them? Um, it is one of the most fun things in Oklahoma City and the best way to find your new best friends. Um, it is a <laughs> four-day festival in the middle of June, so it's next weekend, mm-hmm. or I guess this coming weekend. Um, and it it's like any film festival that you may have or may not have ever attended. So if you've heard of South by Southwest, if you've heard of Sundance, um, we follow a very similar format right. of um, lots and lots of films, some events, um, and a lot of Q&A with the filmmakers so um, one thing that makes a film festival different from just binge watching Netflix at your house, um, hitting up a bunch of independent movies on on Netflix, is that you do get to interact with the filmmakers um, and they get to talk about their process and inspiration and you can actually ask them questions yourself. Yeah, plus you're surrounded by other fans of film. Yes. Um, if you've ever gone to like a midnight screening mm-hmm. of any movie, you know that the best way to watch a movie is with a bunch of people who are super jazzed about it. And it's it's four days of just that. Yeah. And you uh, did you used to start on Wednesday night? Does, if I remember correctly, there was always like that opening night, Wednesday night thing, or every now and then. It didn't seem yes. Like it we used to do a kickoff party on Wednesday nights. Um, and we even did, used to do like an outdoor movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we stopped doing the outdoor movie because people partied so much on the Wednesday <laughs> night. Oh. And then people partied so hard on the Wednesday night that they were too tired to do the rest of the festival. So we moved that party earlier in may so that people had about three weeks to get rest get, get partied out and then get rehydrated <laughs> um, takes, we're old it takes us a long time to yes, get rehydrated again yes um so so now it's <laughs> it's that's kind of the prequel and then we have the the whole shebang coming up yeah and so thursday what are we starting with what's what's what are the thursday yeah. we kick off at the museum of art um with a film called uh, it's a very long title, Daughters of the Sexual Revolution, oh, yes. um, the story of the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders, um, is a documentary that we saw, I believe that we saw it at South by Southwest, and um, it's about, are we allowed to cuss on this show? Not no. really. Okay, great. <laughs> then I, I will just say a really bad A <laughs> woman who um, kind of created the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders Mm -hmm. and held them to really strict standards in this era of um, female empowerment. Um, 
and like they weren't allowed to do Playboy or anything like right. that. Like they mm-hmm. were held to a really high role model standard. Um, so it's all about female empowerment and um, kind of juxtaposed with NFL and mm-hmm. everything. So it's a really timely documentary that's super fun. Right. Um, our executive director saw it and just loved it. I see our friend of the podcast, La- La- Lauren. Lauren. Lauren, you people. Oh, yeah. is, is yes. Be on yes. Um, so, you people, Lauren Chapman's oh, yes. directorial mm-hmm. debut. Yes. Um, he is such a great person. <laughs> if you have a chance to talk to him while you're there, watch his movie. And he is just. He's fabulous. So, yeah. He's great. He's just such a spirit to be around. He He is amazing and yes. you won't be able to miss him he'll be no he'll, he'll be around yeah um so his world premiere will be at harkins theater um and i'm personally very excited, I'm very for, excited him. for him i've as well. um, been watching that project come together for a while yeah it's been interesting if you follow him on facebook or instagram or any of the social media you you get to see the process of everything that they do and all the work they put into these movies and they live and breathe it to get these out for dead center and so always give a good shout out like if you see the directors or anyone any of the film crew definitely you know give them props because they work extremely hard to get these movies out and dead center has become such a an iconic part of uh, the film festival circuit that I know that a lot of people, especially a lot of filmmakers that I talk to in Oklahoma City, I, I'll ask them, you know, are you trying to get your film out in time for Dead Center? And they're like, they'll tell me where, okay, well, <laughs> I, if to do that, I would have to hit this deadline. I would have to make, Dead Center is one of the films that they want to get their film into Dead Center, either the coming year or the next year, whenever they can. Because it's just a big, it means so much to these filmmakers. Especially if they have been born and raised in Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, this is such a grassroots type, mm-hmm. uh, I guess you call them indie films types? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Indie film, independent films. Independent yeah. films, uh, you know. And uh, I actually went to school for a short time for film, and then I had to get a job. <laughs> and <laughs> and support myself, but I still very much appreciate the cinematography because I wanted to be a cinematographer. That's the one thing that I wanted to go into. I loved the art of it, and so like anytime I watch these movies, I'm like, oh, I like that cut, or I like that angle, or I'm like, you know, that was genius, or stuff like that. And um, we had the Laron Jacob. Jacob uh, Layton Burns, yes, from with the uh, fish yes. people. What was yeah. the movie called? I'm oh horrible gosh. with names. <gasps> yeah, it was. Well, it was one of the independent films that they were showing over at the Tower Theater, um, and it, it was. Yep, I can't yep. remember either. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of. I think I, it was episode 105. So, okay. folks, go back and listen to it. It's on <laughs> yeah. SoundCloud and iTunes. But you know, they they got a bunch of Oklahoma filmmakers. Yeah, and they each directed. And what was it? An hour of the day? It was, or was uh, right, but it was it was oh, mono. mono, mono, yeah, mono, mono. Yes. yeah. There we go. I knew yes. it was out there somewhere, and like that just turned out so great. And yeah. so, if you have a chance to see that, go check it out. I think they probably have it out there on the interweb somewhere. Well, I love the fact that Dead Center is turning eighteen. Uh, it's <laughs> it's we a, are finally yeah. legal. legal. I know you're you're old enough to join the military. But there's a lot of other stuff we can do too. But at but 18, yeah. <laughs> we're we're talking about the fact that you are now uh, into a full generation. There is now an mm-hmm. entire generation of people now going into from from high school, going into college. Some of them even graduating from college, um, who've never known an Oklahoma City without the Dead Center Film Festival. Oh, 
wow, I hadn't even thought of it that <laughs> way. Oh, you're going to make me cry. Um, <laughs> wow. Those, those kiddos were born in 2000. I know, I know. Wow. Those, those centennials. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's exactly, it's, it's, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful <laughs> thought about because the, the idea, then, then it becomes, oh, well, uh, it's like a world without cell phones. What was it like before? Well, what was it like before Dead Center? It's like, well, downtown was really, really boring. Um, <laughs> but there's so much now. There's so much now. Yeah. Just compare, I moved to Oklahoma City slash Norman area in 2005 mm -hmm. and there was nothing <laughs> and like not a whole lot like there's a few things but nothing super advertised nothing unless you were in the underground and knew Try about growing it. up here in the 80s and 90s I don't even I wasn't even <laughs> that was really bad I was barely <laughs> born in the pre-canal but it's been yeah this has been a bit amazing to see the growth of uh, this area film row with with dead center and what you guys have done has just been amazing well, thank it you. really has. You. You, we appreciate all the hard work you yeah. put into it. Definitely, it's a, it's a lot of fun, and it's it's been fun for me to see the growth too. Just even just on the dead center side, I get to interact with um, different businesses all over downtown mm -hmm. um, to pull this together. Mm -hmm. And so, seeing how they grow, seeing how we grow, knowing that you know, ten years ago we were showing films in a, a space that was not really legally. <laughs> occupied and we were bringing in chairs and throwing up stuff on projectors and now to know that we're you know we're at the museum of art we're on five screens at mm -hmm. harkins we don't really do converted theater spaces anymore because we think that every filmmaker deserves to see their film on an actual theater mm -hmm. screen that's fantastic um it's just the most fun and there's theaters out there now to show them and it seems like yes. people are wanting you to they're, they're asking you to come in yeah rather than before when you kind of had to make space to mm -hmm. show your films and and i don't think you have to do that anymore i think that's wonderful mm -hmm. they're, they're, it's, it's available to you alex how long, you, how long have you been with dead center i started volunteering in i think 2006 i got suckered into work on <laughs> events and had so much fun that they made me come back and work on the host committee which is the one that works with filmmakers mm -hmm. brings them in from the airport and is like hi welcome to oklahoma <laughs> we're not just cowboys and tumbleweeds um, we're really cool, and here's all the cool stuff. I did that for Super Bitcoin one year. I had to go pick up the the guests and everything, and I'm like, here we are. <laughs> you know, you're just you like, know, it was a fun gig, and and we still have it because a lot of festivals don't. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really, it really is. awesome for filmmakers. I've I've made a couple films and gone to a couple film festivals. It's so different when you've got representatives of a festival greeting mm -hmm. you and walking you through the process, letting you know like the layout and everything what's going to go on and mm -hmm. stuff like that where to go what to do yeah. where to go what to do now did you do you did, since you volunteered do you think that helps you to kind of see that see the festival from their side since you've done the vol since you started out as a volunteer absolutely um i i love being involved in everything from the ground up mm -hmm. and i i do think starting as a volunteer there were things that i noticed that i knew i wanted to change and i knew Mm -hmm. that I would probably be, have to be the person to, to make those things happen. Um, and as we grew, I'm just, I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to do that. Now it's, it's hard because I have to rely on other people all the time. I get caught up in, in, delegation in the, so the higher, higher things. So I have to always, I'm always checking back in with my volunteers and really relying on their feedback since mm -hmm. I can't be, I'm not the person taking the tickets anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm not handing out the drinks. Yes. 
Um, none of us are. We we hire someone to do that now. <laughs> and I'm going to get on a soapbox. <laughs> That's a sign of good management right there. <laughs> Please check in on your on your lowers and on even from the ticket takers to the people taking care of the guests. I mean, you need to yeah. check in on yes. all of them. Yeah. Because if you don't, that's where the chain of communication breaks mm-hmm. down, and everything can break down from that point. I'm not talking about my job at all. Yeah, and how many, how many, you, how many total volunteers do you have this year? Um, we have right now. We're at about 350. Uh-huh. We're still that's a we're still good out number. for volunteers. Oh, um, there you go. Really awesome perks associated with that. For every shift you work, you get two tickets, and um, that you can redeem for any screenings that have tickets available. Or if you work up to 20 hours, you get a free all access pass. That's wonderful. Um, and, so and so how can people, uh, if they want us to volunteer, how do they do that? They head on over to deadcenterfilm.org slash volunteer, and they fill out a little form. And Sally is our volunteer coordinator, and she'll get with you. Her passion is placing people in the right spots. I love and that. And she is so talented at it. Um, she just gets people right where they need to be and our volunteers come back year after year sure. and they they'll do more than 20 hours because they're having a blast oh yeah it's yeah. so, so much fun to do um, but yeah we're, we are so lucky to have i think we do have the world's greatest volunteers um and a lot of that's just shout the out people. to the volunteers shout out to the volunteers. Center. i am we did volunteer training yesterday and i just about cried Aww. like doing my whole what it means to be a dead center volunteer mm-hmm. spiel um, because I truly love each and every one of them. We couldn't do it without them. Dead Center is a full-time staff of two people, yeah, and we right. have a part-time director of programming, and then the rest is all so, volunteers. And it's so. a, you know, one thing I'll give Oklahoma people, Oklahomans is when they are passionate about something, they will circle that wagon and make sure that that thing is going to be great from beginning to very end and they will stick it out they don't go halfway through and be like all right i'm getting bored i'm gonna go home mm-hmm. no they stick it through to clean up yeah yep. they want to see it succeed yes yeah. and that's one of the things helping run super bitcoin mm-hmm. um i was the personal assistant to the director of that and i i did set up and breakdown and like they, I never had anyone ditch, never had anyone be like, look, I didn't think this is what I was getting into. I'm, I'm not, you know, we yeah. barely had volunteers never show up. Sometimes you do, but you know, yeah. thing, life happens. But um, I got to hand it to the Oklahoma volunteers. When we volunteer, we yeah. volunteer. Oh, volunteer. And we do like a postmortem after, and they always, it's not a punch list of, oh, here's all the things that we hated this year. It's mm-hmm. always... We noticed that this could be better, and here's sure. how I think it's going to be. So there's a tremendous ownership yeah. and, and that's, love. That's a great thing. If you want to volunteer and you notice like something that could be more efficient and you notice something that could be changed, come with the problem. But also come with a solution, too. Even if it's not a great solution, it's a base to start with it's rather than just being like, here's a problem, throwing it at the, the main people and then <laughs> being like, here, fix it. And, you know, you know, even if it's not a great solution, it's something to start with. So that is my advice for anyone that plans to volunteer and sees something that maybe could be better. And, you know, the more eyes on a problem, the more solutions you might find. So. Right. And Alex, you mentioned uh, your new director of programming. Talk to us about her. We're yes. real excited about her. We are thrilled. Um, Sarah Thompson has been a... She was a volunteer first. She volunteered mm-hmm. in box office. Um, and then she became our shorts programmer. She was our first ever shorts programmer um, and was recently appointed our new director of programming. So she's in charge of 
all of the movies that you're going to see this year, and I think you're going to be really happy with them. <laughs> um, our old director of programming, Ms. Kim Haywood, moved on over to champion the Rodeo Cinema, the latest project from Circle Cinema in Tulsa, mm-hmm. which will be in Stockyard City. So she's their executive director now and big boss in it there. Yeah, which um, is a, quite which a job. Which is awesome. <laughs> Um, and we're thrilled for her, and we are excited to see what we can do. Um, as we get all these these different theaters coming in, Tower Theater, um, Rodeo Cinema, Harkins obviously is a great partner of ours. Um, we're just excited to have new venues. Sure. Um, we had 30,000 people last year. That number's only going to grow, and there's only so many screens that Harkins will let us have during their <laughs> operating hours. <laughs> Yeah, they, they still uh, have just to show give Avengers. them all to me. <laughs> yeah, Ju- I mean June is a pretty big month for for actual theaters. Yeah. So to have some of these more independent art house theaters on board, it's yeah. exciting. And yeah. it's amazing how much those have grown uh, yeah. over the past few years. Yeah. Uh, well, of course I, I mean, I've told Stephen this many times how thrilled I am that the Tower Theater is back open for business. Mm-hmm. Um, it's wonderful, and but it's also wonderful to see all these places that are that are. I love the fact that Harkins is also welcoming you. It is a busy year for um, theater. Uh, they've got you know Avengers and they've got Deadpool Solo and all these movies, but they're still willing to open their doors up for independent film as well, which is pretty amazing. Yes, well, and Harkins has a tradition of embracing independent films. They're based out of Phoenix, Arizona, and so they are the home for the Phoenix Film Festival. Mm-hmm. So they're used to us kind of our weird and wacky demands, but they <laughs> love that they have kind of another festival hub in Oklahoma City, and we love working with them. There's yeah. nothing greater than going to a movie and being able to get popcorn and a pizza, and I think I got mozzarella sticks last <laughs> year oh, and corn dog nuggets. They're selling so many weird things. And I'm like, you know, but you really? where else am I going to eat during the festival? Oh, I get my soda and I get my corn dog nuggets and I sit down for five minutes and, and we're good. Before you're up um, and having to do something else. Yeah. I say that, but Fuzzies this year is going to have a pass holder dedicated oh. um, line for drinks and they have a dead center special taco. And I think Ooh. it's a pork carnitas taco. Oh. So it's going to be limited edition, unless like everybody in the world just loves it, and maybe they then they'll it. add it. That's that's one um, of that's one of our favorite fuzzies tacos. I love fuzzies. Is great, oh. but they're always packed, especially always. down in Bricktown. Especially right at the so We were like, can we have a line just for the pass holders, if not just for the staff? <laughs> <laughs> and they said yes. Let's figure out how to do it. Yeah, so awesome. That's that's, that's exciting. Fantastic. I'm excited about tacos this year <laughs> well, and look, every year. Looking through the lineup. And what's this VR, AR thing? This looks very interesting to me because I'm super into technology. Yes, yes, yes. So last year was our first year to do virtual reality films. Um, And I think we had five films, something like that. Uh, We were dipping our toe in the water because it's a new technology. Mm -hmm. We really wanted to stress story over gimmick, Mm -hmm. um, which is really hard with virtual reality. A lot of people are like, ooh, a headset, pretty colors. Ooh, what's Um, over here? And we really wanted that that whole story arc. And um, so we did that at 21C last year, Mm -hmm. and people loved it. Really? There was always a little bit of a line, never a lull, never too busy, thankfully. Um, but we that was one of the things that we got such a positive response on that we really wanted to expand it this year. Mm-hmm. So um, from 10 to 6, Friday, June 8th through Sunday, June 10th 
at 21C, we will have 10 VR films um, with headsets. And, and what's the average length of a VR film? That's a good question. They vary. I think the shortest is like five minutes. And okay, so they're not like you're not going to be standing there. There are some that are a little line. over 15 minutes, but we've we've got 10 different films mm, running. Okay. So even if you're waiting on one, you can go see another one. Um, we've so, al- we've also gone to a couple different festivals just to see how they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because sometimes <laughs> that headset breaks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, just a black they're screen. venicuple. It is still hardware. Yes. It is still hardware, <laughs> yeah. and it's still not perfect. Yeah. And you um, have it going every do Friday, Saturday, Friday, and Sunday. Saturday, and which Sunday. last okay, year awesome. was just for one day. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, you, so if you if you can't get in on Friday, you'll have a chance on Saturday or Sunday yeah. to go and, and the, check it out. And the bigger shock, what's the cost? Oh, that one's free and exactly. open to the public. Oh. Um, so you don't even have to have a right. pass to go do that. Although we do really recommend oh, you get, yeah, a get, 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 get a pass. Get a pass. Uh, there's there's get a pass so many good things. things. But like, if you're just wanting a taste of what is VR mm-hmm. beyond what you think you may know about it, um, or you just what what is dead center, yeah. mm-hmm. and you don't want to commit to a line or money, that's probably the best and easiest way. Um, to do that in a really cool way because it's also air conditioned mm-hmm. in addition to being technologically forward. Um, but we're also adding this year, it's we're referring to VR, AR, all of that as tech center right. this year, which is new. Mm-hmm. It's a new thing. Um, but in the midst of that, on Friday, June 8th, we have the tech center conference. So from noon to five, we have a bunch of different panelists and a keynote speaker and there's going to be an augmented reality ribbon cutting, all that 21C um, of different businesses talking about how they use VR and AR to further their business yeah. or their mission from a storytelling perspective. Mm-hmm. I so that. even uh, I'm trying to think of we've got we've got our Icon Award winner Kim Voiner, mm-hmm. who she has been doing virtual reality for a while now. She programs for Seattle International Film Festival. Um, and she's an Okie native who's just been doing really awesome That's stuff. Fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, she'll be presenting. And we've got Baker Hughes GE Research Company. Um, we'll be doing the keynote um, talking about how they use VR to train people to work on oil wells and things like that, um, walking people through real-life situations oh, in a virtual space. So it's going to be cool. There's a lot of stuff that even I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to go to all these things <laughs> because um, Lance McDaniel, our executive director, this has been one of his pet projects this year, and he's just loved presenting to different businesses because every time he does, they're like, oh, yeah, we're doing this, and we want to talk about this, and we want to bring this in, and we've got a robot that talks, and it's amazing. <laughs> and um, so it's going to be really, really great, and we are able to do that um, through partnership with, 21C, um, the Chickasaw Nation, underwrote a huge portion of that. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, And in addition to the Inasmuch Foundation, the Kirkpatrick Foundation, uh, Trifecta Communications, which is a local group that's just killing it in the media department, AT&T, Cox Business, the McDaniel Foundation, um, Starspace 46, which Mm -hmm. is a Mm -hmm. local um, co-working space that is focused on more technologically forward businesses. Um, and of course, twenty one C. I would. Just, I could talk about twenty one C all day long because yeah. they're just they're a hub this year for some stuff. <laughs> I would just like to do a, and I told you so when I first came on this podcast. <laughs> 
the first time they asked me what was the future of video gaming and movies, and I told them VR. And that was almost three years ago. Yeah. And it's become look, huge now. I'm yeah. psychic. <laughs> well, you could see the I direction. I should have taken going. out shares. What, what, yeah, what I want to me is We're how many. We're a nonprofit, yeah. so I don't know that. Well, I'm into VR helped. technology. Yeah. <laughs> what surprises yes. me is how many businesses have stepped in to, we, want, we know we can make money by doing this. We well, can. I mean, if you look at the versatility of VR, I mean, it can be used for training purposes, video games, movies, uh, educational purposes. I mean, there's it's such a submersive experience that you can get that on-site training without being on site because i've actually talked to i work at a warehouse and so i was like you could teach people how to do this with vr and not even have them touch any actual product because the product i mess with is very expensive yeah. and you don't you don't run the risk of it going to the wrong company or it going to like them picking the wrong product or anything and and they would have actual experience if you just invested a little money in VR. And they're like, that sounds dumb, Nikki. And I'm like, you say that, give it 10 years. I bet you everyone will be trained on VR. Right. Or for <laughs> your, your roughnecks, when you're talking about Baker Hughes, uh, mm -hmm. it's not just expensive, it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. And so exactly. if you're training somebody, you want to have them trained to be At able least, to work on an oil rig without mm -hmm. them actually, you know. At least have the concept down. I mean, yeah. I, I mean. Have, I mean, you can read a piece of paper. My reading comprehension is horrible, but my, but my ability to learn visually and like being told is extraordinarily high. And so it, that's one of the reasons I learn very well from video games and from uh, technologies because I get that hands-on experience without actually having to go out into the real world and do it. And it just helps that process because if I'm reading out of a manual, I'm not going to learn anything right. because and my reading comprehension is so bad. And what day is the tech center? Um, the tech center panels are Friday, June 8th. Okay. And that's 12 gonna, to 5. Um, I'm going. <laughs> but also the, the actual films will run all week. Right. They're um, all, all Friday, all Saturday, and Sunday. Right. Um, and it's getting this Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And it's a great, a great way to get to learn about these, these, these films. Now, as far as the actual films, you did I understand there were 1,400 films submitted this year? Yeah, about that. Oh, my A God. A lot of films. How so much, how does how, that work? <laughs> <laughs> I'm highly curious. Question. How it's, many people have to, like, filter through these films? It, well, it, again, it circles back to the volunteers. We have a volunteer committee mm -hmm. of, like, 100 screeners. Oh, my goodness. Who we start, um, we put out our call for submissions in, in August now. Um, and August, oh, so pretty much like right August, after August through February, they're just chewing through mm -hmm. films. So pretty much right after Dead Center 18 mm -hmm. ends, Dead Center set 19 begins. Yep, yeah, it's um, a year long thing. <laughs> but we we also need that many months to to have films to watch mm -hmm. um, because if you only have it open from November to February, then you're stuck November to February, <laughs> just wall to hundreds and films. hundreds and hundreds um, of hours. But we I imagine we also and I always make this public, we require that each film be watched by four people. Um, yeah. And we do that because that way you get there a, are different genres, people have watching different humors and come in what, from a different mood. Maybe they just watched a movie that they absolutely hated, and so right. they're just going to hate all the movies they watched that day. Or they may have <laughs> saw a really, really bad movie and exactly. see a mediocre movie and go, well, this was this so much better best. than... Yeah. Yes, um, and sometimes if they watch the stuff that they watch in August... You know, mm -hmm. by December, they realized that thing that they watched in August was actually good. 
right. um, or better than they thought. And they also can update their ratings until mm-hmm. the end. Oh, well, that's um, good. But it gives us enough of a, a scope to see, okay, well, two people really loved that film and two people really hated it. Yeah. We should probably go in and the the higher level mm-hmm. programmer should go in and see what's up with Be that the film. Be the tiebreaker on it. There were... Both, there were reactions on both ends, yeah. and a reaction to a film at all is good. The mm-hmm. worst thing a film can do is just make you go, that was a movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was something. That was a thing. Was, I mean, it was on film. Independent <laughs> filmmakers making movies, that's that's a challenge in and of itself. Sure. But and you, not to you knock have to anyone make a making movies. Somebody's gonna it's an accomplishment. It's an accomplishment to finish any project like yes. that. And that's why I would make a horrible critic. I am. I, well, I really am because I. To, to me, the fact that you did this, the fact that you, you took your time, this, yeah. and so mm-hmm. I, it could be the worst movie in the world. And I think but they put in such a good effort; they should be in this. So I, I could. That's You'd why I never worst call it. Oh, I'm horrible. We've got, we've got we've got screeners on all ends of the spectrum. We've got those that are like their camera work was so great and they were doing things that really mattered. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the people who are really story focused. So with four people watching it, you right. get a really even critique of what that film is, mm-hmm. we feel. Um, and then, of course, we go back and we look at them and see what's what fits, so about what how people many are going to respond to. how many films end up making it into Dead Center? This year we have, I think it's 130 or 135. So 135 mm. out which of... Which is like 30 more than we usually do. Out of 1,400. Yeah. So that's, trying to do math. About, around 10%. Around 10% make it. And that's they pretty impressive. run the gambit from mm-hmm. short to long horror, drama, comedy. I mean, you guys. Musical. Musicals. You guys do it all. Is there anything that you guys won't accept? Uh, is, I'm not, not talking about it's obviously <laughs> a bad movie. Um, <laughs> but as far as genre, is there something that, that you, I mean, you just pretty much, if you do a good film, it should be that's in. that's our policy mm-hmm. is if you've made if it's, it's if it's an independent film right um we we try not to discriminate we we definitely don't want to censor ourselves or censor artists right um i, I do think like nc-17 ish yes right st- adult film type stuff we would take a second look at for yeah, our no some artistic films, folks. Yeah. exactly <laughs> um but all of our films are technically unrated yeah. because they haven't been through the official process uh, American Movie Association. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is that necessary? Nobody knows. There's a documentary about that, too. Uh, it, it's, um, it's, it, you know, actually, it it's gets, some, some people will argue that actually rating the movie system is what, because everyone goes, well, movies nowadays are so dirty and stuff like that. Well, you decided to rate them. Yep. And as soon as you rated them, then then someone goes, oh, well, I'll just put an R rating on it. Someone go check with Deadpool and, and Wolverine and ask mm-hmm. what happens when you can R rate something. Well, yep. that showed that they actually now have the freedom to do whatever they want. And if you didn't have a rating system, if instead you just simply said movies can't do this, mm-hmm. then it wouldn't do it. So, yeah, you're right. I think they're, well, we can get a full argument about the AMAs. You know, <laughs> oh, it's the exact the, same thing with the uh, gaming ratings. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. When, when they started rating um um, I movies know when that. Tipper Gore wanted to start rating songs and albums I said don't do it because as soon as you do it it's going to be bad when they started rating on television I said don't do it because as soon as you do it everyone's going to want to push, push well then push, you go push, push. well I've got an MA rating mm-hmm. they, they, well kids are watching this I have an MA rating they it, shouldn't be rating. watching it 
Yeah. And then, you know, whereas if you say you can't do it all across the board, well, and then it doesn't get done. That's rating uh, what systems are really gets me is like some ratings don't really apply. Cause like with video game rating, like a lot of them are rated teens. I would let my 12 year old play, but because of they have, I'm not, okay. So I view cuss words <laughs> as a social construct and it's just a word, but you know, society says you shouldn't use it. So don't use it around people and don't use it till you're an adult. Those are grown up words. And so, but since there's cussing in a video game, it'll get a higher rating. It's a great game and they can learn some great things from it, but there's cussing in it. So they, it gets a teen rating. Right. And so it's just like, mm-hmm. that's why, that's why I, I, I've never really cared for rating system. That's why I just play, that's why I play and watch every podcast. Right. So what is, so what is your, so what is the, the premiere show? Uh, do you think that this, this year? Oh, last year I had a clear cut answer on yeah. that. And this year I just don't, because really our focus this year and every year going forward is what is the experience we can wrap around films? Because most most films you are going to be able to see on your computer eventually or on your phone, mm. God mm-hmm. forbid. Please don't watch a movie on your phone. Um, <laughs> unless you're like desperate or in a car, but just don't. Unless it's your second viewing. D- That's right, yes. If it's your have... second viewing, go for it. Go, go, see, it. go see a movie um, the way it's meant to we, be seen. We're really trying to, to make these really meaningful experiences um, we have several world premieres. Um, one that I haven't talked about yet is Ryan Belgart's The Jurassic Games. I saw that and I was highly <laughs> curious. I want to know more. <laughs> well, um, it is, and I can describe it this way because this is how he has described it. It is Hunger Games meets Jurassic Park. I love and it already. I have seen it, and I can tell you it does not disappoint. Oh, it man. Is, if you like, like, Sharknado, if you've liked Ryan Belgart, who is a local filmmaker, if you've Would liked you... his previous films, Gremlin, uh, Army of Frankensteins, Where's it showing at? It's showing it on Friday, Friday night, uh, seven at o'clock, the Devon Energy Theater at Harkins. At Harkins, and that is the world premiere. Oh, I, awesome. So there will be dinosaurs on a big screen. Um, they've built all of them digitally because dinosaurs, unfortunately, don't, don't exist, exist in real life anymore. <laughs> I do have a question: Are there closed captions? No, there are not. Okay, unfortunately, that is that is the one thing that we are still. It's just it's it's hard to ask an independent film to even do subtitles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not that our audiences necessarily latch on to foreign films in the first place. Yeah. Um, well, because uh, I know a lot of deaf people that would like yes. to attend. So, yes. but they never and have close captions. We we do have a portion of our audience that is deaf. They usually bring their own interpreter, mm-hmm. um, which we we make it work if they need a yeah. pass for their interpreter we make it happen okay right. um well that's really accommodating you can, you people... can email me alyx at deadcenterfilm.org and we'll we'll get that set up all right i'll uh <laughs> yeah because we definitely do want them to see them yeah um, i'm going to school for interpreting so that's cool. something that uh that i'm always interested about yeah. to see if that they have access for it so if you're listening to this and you know a deaf person that would like to uh I assume you'll accommodate with a mm-hmm. interpreter. I think. And they will have to bring their own interpreter, but we but can provide a, them with a pass. With a, provide the interpreter yeah. with a pass. All right, awesome. And the the amazing thing about Jurassic Games is, is we're we're talking about an independent film that just a few years ago, and I'm ten, fifteen years ago, uh, you wouldn't be able to make the kind of special effects that you normally see on a blockbuster in 
an independent film. <coughs> you could, but it always never looks as good. But the beauty of computers nowadays, you can actually make these. Oh, the technology has gotten ridiculously yeah. accessible and cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and that's I, what's really great. I think is like this a film, just the technology with film cameras. Cameras are getting better, mm-hmm. cheaper. Easy, easier to access. Yeah. If you're in any sort of film school, like I know OCCC has a really good film school, you can borrow their equipment if you want to make a film, mm-hmm. and you know as long as you don't break it. Yeah. Uh, you know. And it is important to know as this technology becomes more accessible, there there are more films being made. Mm-hmm. So it so it's more work imp- well. No, it just it's it's super important that you concentrate on story first. Right. Always. That's I, always been the most important. Granted, I was an English major, so it's my soapbox. No, no, no. I'm going totally, to get up on it for I'm, a minute. I'm totally behind you. If your story is good and your execution is good, it's going to be a good film. Mm-hmm. And someone's going to love it. Well, I always use the foreign film uh, Death Note. It's based mm-hmm. off an anime. Like, yeah. the animation, the, the CG in it, not good. Like, this was <laughs> like, t- like, I'm dating myself 10, 15 years back. Oh my gosh! But you got over it because the story was so right. good, and like you didn't even acknowledge that the CG was really, really mm-hmm. bad because you were so engrossed, and the actors were great, and it was in Japanese, so you had to read subtitles, and you didn't even notice all that because the story was just so good. So, yeah, I'm totally 100 percent behind you. It, it goes you. that way, but it also goes the other way. It yes, can it look does. fantastic, and the story be crap, and people will hate it. Yeah. I think there are. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, are you I've, saying something no, that? I was a I, 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 I actually, uh, I actually allergies. had that problem there was a movie that I actually did see in the theater that was uh, IMAX and 3D and I thought it was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen until later on I actually got to see it on like you know regular television and went and you're like oh, what? yeah no I went unobtainium that was, that was three hours of nothing yeah and it's amazing how often that happens but and just yeah, some story, weirdness story, there's like some weird things going on yeah, in the background you're a like, story should move you regardless of whether mm-hmm. there's any special effects but I just love the fact that we can have a movie where it, the, the effects are accessible to the independent filmmaker uh, like they haven't before I want to go on to other ones what, yes, what other, what yes, other movies yes, have we got yes. um Let's see. We've got some really great documentaries. White Tide. I think the movie was American Made. Um, the title of the movie was American Made, starring Tom Cruise about a narcotics drug dealer guy. White Tide is the real version of that, oh, the documentary. okay, yeah. Um, so the, that has been reviewed very highly. I noticed on fun. Saturday at 11, you have high school shorts. Is that Do, from high school? That is new, yes. So this year we have two free screenings for younger folk um at the downtown library on friday and saturday we have our kids fest shorts which we have every year that's fantastic Um, and then we have high school shorts this year which are either made by high school students or are appropriate for high schoolers Mm -hmm. that might not be interesting to younger kids so it's more it's 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 young adult for films yeah it's young adult films that's Um, wonderful and we do we do a lot with young adults um we have dead center university every year which is a two-day intensive program that we do in partnership with um metro tech and uh, they get to go through and learn how to make a movie um if they're in in high school they can apply to be a part of this program and then they can attend the rest of the festival and see other films and interact with filmmakers um so that was kind of part of it was we wanted some we had the ability to Mm -hmm. have some more programming for them Um, Uh, i misquoted uh that is friday june 
Friday, June eighth, and Saturday. So yes. I, I only said one. So I you, just wanted to make it clear that it's two days. There are two opportunities to go to yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And Kids Fest is at ten a.m. and High School Shorts are at eleven, which is a fun. What, and those are those are free and open to the public. And I'm a shoes like huge shorts buff. I love shorts because you can get so many in in such a short yes. amount of time, and it feels like I get a bunch for my money. Yes. yes. So <laughs> that, that's I'm, how we got 130 something friends this year. <laughs> we actually added a couple shorts programs. Um, and you partially because Sarah just loves short. Films, I love short, films. but also we we want to show more shorts. Yeah, it's, that's really a festival is the only place where a filmmaker can show them and get feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's usually a pretty good segue. For, I imagine for filmmakers, like they can give a taste of what they can do, and that can segue into them making a feature film. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's uh, so you've got uh, have you, you mentioned some documentaries. Uh, you mentioned the, the the daughters of the sexual revolution. Uh, what I because of the me, hashtag Me Too movement, have you felt like there are more submissions? Now it might be too early for that because it takes a while to make a movie. Uh, mm-hmm. But have you seen like there are more submissions towards that uh, that kind of social empowerment uh, think movement that's going on right now? It, again, that might be too soon because it was only last year. Yeah. So, and it takes a while to make a movie. Well, but. and last year, what we noticed were we had a lot of films that were just not fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? <laughs> that, was, that was the trend last year. Yeah. They just weren't fun. They were they were movies that mattered, but they weren't fun. This year, films are a lot more fun. There have been a lot more female directors. We have a lot more yeah, female that. filmmakers this year just through the process. Like, we didn't go actively seek out. X amount of films by female directors, um, but I don't think we're there yet with all the Me Too. Okay. Yet. That's what I say. Um, it, it takes a while because I think to make a film we, does. Actually we had take some time. we had there were a lot more like Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. type topics um, this year, which seems to be kind of keeping with the mm-hmm. whole two year mm-hmm. kind of a two year window on it. So I expect next year we may have some super hard hitting. Sure, sure. But that, you said you, uh, there's also some more fun movies this year. Oh, than, yes. Than... They're, um, fun from just being a comedy to fun being lighthearted, um, not serious, down-on-the-world stuff. Uh, Which I'm all about because I am not a have, Debbie we, Downer, and it drives me crazy. I mean, we, we, we still on a two do year have cycle. It was 2016 when these movies were being made. Deliberately so, yeah, paced yeah. Um, ones. I'll stay on the doc track for just a minute yeah. because – we are showing a, what I feel is a very important documentary called Weed the People. Um, and mm. this was one that we saw at South by Southwest and just, I cried. And it takes a lot for me to cry. <laughs> I, I will say for those going back and listening to my podcast from last year, I also cried during Delt. Um, oh, yeah. But Weed the People, it's so timely for us. Um, it's about medical marijuana use in pediatric cancer. Oh, that would, uh, oh, um, I, oh. And it's, it's not a downer movie. It's very inspirational. You really, really grab onto these children, and you just want to hug them. Um, it was produced by Ricky Lake. And, really? And the same team that did, um, oh, what was the other film that they did about childbirth that I'm completely blanking on now? Her team. Um, and they will be here for it. <gasps> oh, wow. <laughs> so they felt oh. it was very important for them to be here with it. Um, now, do they know that, like, in three weeks we yes. have a vote? Yes. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. That's huge. We, we, that's the main reason that they're coming is yeah. they know that there could not be a better time and place it's perfect. to show this film. Um, so it's, it's a great documentary. I can't wait 
to hear what people have to say after seeing it. Yeah. Um, I was shocked by some of just the the facts that you learn mm-hmm. um, in it. And I feel like I know a lot about all of that. So, um, and then when's that airing? <laughs> that shows, I believe, it's Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, there's a, it's at 4.15-ish on <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> yeah. It's a little skewed. And then there was another one. There's another showing. Yeah, 4.15 on Saturday and noon on Sunday. Okay. There you go. And, are, and 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 the, all those people will be there at, at, at both of those showings. Too. Um, possibly not the Sunday one, but definitely, definitely Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, because um, it's really important right now, uh, yes. especially in Oklahoma. We're making that decision mm-hmm. right now whether or not to to legalize medical marijuana, and I think it's important that people know all the facts. I think that uh, this morning's Oklahoman was kind of skewed the wrong way. I, mm-hmm. There was. Um, there were some facts that I don't think were quite correct, correct. And, uh, and, and because I think it's being backed by people who don't necessarily support it. So it would be good to see the other mm-hmm. side, which isn't getting quite the voice I don't think right now. Well, and I will say I don't feel like it takes a side. I do think it presents a very human right. element to it. And I, as with all things, when there's a real face behind something, mm-hmm. I think it matters 10 times more than if you're just looking at a sheet of facts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what else have we got? Um, let's see. I am interested in this, uh, what is this Purple Dreams? Purple Dreams is about, um, high school students doing a production of The Color Purple. Wow. Um, and it is super inspirational. And again, you leave on a high note, it's, you, you feel invigorated and we want to show movies like that where you're excited to go into your next film. Um, so we're, we're excited about that. We've got our Oki shorts this year, and we have moved our Oki shorts this year. So every year, I feel like since the dawn of Dead Center, <laughs> we have done our shorts on Friday night mm-hmm. at Harkins. We are moving them to Saturday night at the Museum of Art this year. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Which is awesome for us and awesome for those filmmakers to get mm-hmm. to get more debut your film at the Museum of Art. Um, that's it's just fantastic. great. That's a beautiful building, and too. That's the Q&A for that is always crazy. Because <laughs> we've got filmmakers from usually all of those shorts show up, and they all want to talk about things. And it's it's inspiring even if you're not a filmmaker. These yeah. are people who've chosen a difficult dream path and are are doing it. Yeah. Um, a short film. Are doing uh, it at Dead Center, which is really, like really exciting. Five, five to ten minutes. Five mm-hmm. yep. And you know, I people I think would say, "Oh, well, it's easier to do a short film." No, no it is you not. have to tell a beginning, middle, and end in ten, five, ten minutes. It's it's like doing a short story. It is not as easy as you'd think it would be because you've got to tell an actual story in a shorter amount of time. When you're used to, so we have all of us are all our lives. A movie runs between a minute and a half to two two minutes, an hour and a half to two hours long. You've got five ten minutes to tell your story. That's not necessarily an easy thing to do. You've got and to so get your audience to grab onto those characters and ride with it. In there are minutes. some filmmakers in the big industry that can't do that in three hours. Right, yes, <laughs> 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 so the fact that they can do that in five to ten minutes yeah. is amazing to me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's wonderful that they're doing that. How, what time does that start? That is. Yes, because that's what I want to see. Because I don't want to screw that yeah. one up. That is at the Museum of Art at 8 o'clock on Saturday night. Good deal. And preceding that, because if I don't mention it, people will get very upset. We have an evening with Alfre Woodard, which is at 5.30 at the Museum of Art. She will be doing a conversation with Brandy McDonald 
from the Oklahoman and um we're really excited about that too. We're honoring Alfre Woodard with the Oklahoma Film Icon Award this year. Oh wow. Uh, I talked a little bit about Kim Voiner, who's another recipient. Um and then we're also honoring Ryan Merriman, who is an actor. Mm-hmm. He, he's in Jurassic Games. <laughs> and he's he's been in the Ring franchises, Final Destination franchise, I think Halloween. He used to be in a bunch of Disney movies, so he's very successfully made the transition from child actor to adult actor um and he is is part-time in la part-time in oklahoma and super making it work he's a super awesome dude he yeah. was at glitter ball <laughs> and that's, and that's how i mean it's one of the things the beauty of what the way oklahoma is growing mm-hmm. is that these actors are you tend to need to move out of here to go get your career started but they tend to remember oklahoma and they want to come back because of things like dead center yeah, it's it's yes. wonderful, and we're we are absolutely we're love to have them back and show them. You know, you might not have been here in ten years. Yeah, we're more than just a canal now. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. um, other fun things. Saturday is a stacked day. Yeah, there's um, lots that I'm we like, have mm. for those who like free things. Yay! Yeah. There's the film and music office panel at ACM at UCO, mm-hmm. um, which you can get more information about at our website. Um, just Experts in each area of the industry will be presenting for that. Um, and then that evening, we have starting at 9.30, If I Leave Here Tomorrow, which is a Leonard Skinner documentary, oh. outdoor at the Myriad Gardens, again, free and open to the public. Freebird. Freebird. <laughs> we, um, oh, Lord. We, sad story. We almost canceled our outdoor screening this year wow. uh, just because it is so hard to find good films for outdoors, mm-hmm. like something that's going to appeal to everybody that's not overly profane mm-hmm. um and especially with netflix is picking up all the concert docs uh-huh. <laughs> I, yeah, I blame yeah, netflix yeah, yes. for a lot amazon's picking them up too comedy um comedy routines comedians um but we saw this and it was just so good mm-hmm. it's got elements of concert doc but it's also got a very biographical storyline to it and it was just perfect and That's so awesome. we said we're doing it again and we were so glad that we said that because after we committed to that the thunder approached us and said hey (laughs) we have this movie about nick collison that we would love to world premiere at dead center that's fantastic and we after we picked ourselves up off the floor (laughs) we're like okay so at i believe 9 p.m at the myriad gardens on saturday june 9th we will be showing the world premiere of Mr. Thunder. And it's about a half an hour. And you get to stay after for the Leonard Skinner documentary. That's so it's docs on docs on docs. Uh, but it's going to be such a good time. That outdoor screening is one of my favorites because it's just a bajillion people under the stars in mm-hmm. the middle of the city. Um, the wind's usually blowing, hopefully not too hard. It's It'll cooled be a off a little bit. Than, last, than yesterday, yes. yeah. Yeah, the, the sun will have gone down at that point. We mm. have to have the sun go down before <laughs> we can show anything. Yeah. Thank God. Um, but you bring your blankets, bring your chairs, bring a picnic basket, make a night of it. It's great. It's free. Yeah. And it's going to be so much fun. Oh, and that's that so one exciting. is that one is Saturday night. That is Saturday night, yeah. starting at 9 p.m. That's and get wonderful. there early if you want close seats. Do All right, you I, ever I, feel like there's a problem with? Uh, there's so much going on that that people will I, I want to go see that but you're also saying that's the same time as Oki shorts mm-hmm. is that is that ever do you've ever heard from people who are like oh, well you just kind of <laughs> yeah 
else a no, my response is that's a film festival. Yes, it is. If it's, you got to pick, if prioritize. We're, if we're doing our job, that's a mm -hmm. good film festival. <laughs> when we get the same problem with any con that yeah. we go to, too. Usually there's three or four panels that are like, I want to go to all of them yeah. at all the same time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm saying, not saying well, it's and, not a bad thing. And what thing, I can say to that is we try to show everything at least yeah. twice. Um, there are some things that we can't. Uh, and usually it's because a film has done so well that somebody's already picked it up for distribution. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the distributor said, no, you can only show this all one time um, because we want to make money off of it in the sure. theater later or whatever. Um, <laughs> so for the most part, everything shows twice. And if they don't, chances are you're going to be able to see it again shortly. Mm. So if you're torn, go with the one that you think is sure. just going to be the most unique experience in the world. The one you will want to go to, yeah. And yeah. I, I, now you mentioned Netflix, and are you do you do you feel like they're competing, or do you think, regardless of them, because they are showing a lot of documentaries, mm -hmm. they are showing a lot of, um, but still, people want to be at the film festival. They want to be at this situation rather than just Netflix or Amazon. Well, again, if we're doing our job right, they right. want to see it at the film festival. I don't view them so much as a direct competitor unless they snatch up a film that we really wanted to play and say we can't play it. Um, I feel like because we have the filmmakers there, because you're able to directly interact with both fans of film and the people who created it, because you can go to a party and then talk about it with other people who have seen other things that day, a film festival is a completely unique experience. And whatever you see, you're usually one of the first people to see it. Um, and so you either dig that or you don't. Right. Um, but I, I feel like those are almost two different audiences too. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes I like to stay at home on my couch and watch <laughs> stuff too, particularly after the festival. <laughs> I just dock on my bed for a while. But when you have that energy and when you get into it, it's so exciting. You don't want to leave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I back in my old days as a volunteer, I would come downtown and I just wouldn't. They'd be twenty-hour days. Yeah. Because I just wanted to be around the people who were excited about the things. It's contagious. It yeah. really is. People and it are passionate fuels about it. You. Yeah. That and the pork carnitas tacos. But it's also just so much fun to, 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 to know that it's here in Oklahoma City mm -hmm. and you don't have to travel to Austin. Uh, yeah, to go, you don't have to Phoenix, travel to St. Louis or, or wherever <laughs> these other film festivals are. Denver, you can come right here to Oklahoma City and it's all here mm -hmm. for, for one weekend. It's a full on. It's a full on weekend. And there's more this year than, than has ever been. Um, I've talked a little bit about 21C earlier with Tech Center and all of that. They're also doing, we are doing with them, a big Lebowski pajama party. <laughs> Again, free and open to the public. If you're up at 11 p.m. on Friday night and still ready so to go. Perfect for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's going to be a super fun one-time thing that happens. Um, we thought, what better film to show than The Big Lebowski for a pajama party? Wear your robe and your white, uh, white they, Russian and you're They're going to go. have white Russians. Um, if you get a room at 21C that night, you just have to stagger back to your bedroom <laughs> and then get up in the morning for the panels and tech center and everything else. Which I do want to mention the ACM mm -hmm. at UCO, the... The uh, panels that they're doing are really interesting. They're doing a short film slash big ideas at 10 a.m. 11 a.m. is documenting your storytelling. Mm -hmm. uh, 12 p.m. is makeup, wardrobe, art, and casting. That is right where I'll be sitting. Acting with Ryan. I can't ever. Is it Miriam? Merriman. Merriam. Yeah. I, I, I just want to call him a merry man. You can do that. <laughs> he seems so happy. <laughs> 
2 p.m. is producing films in Oklahoma. Uh, 3, which is another one I'll probably be sitting in on, is lights, camera, and sound, because that is a technicality thing that I could never wrap my head around without someone showing me. And 4 p.m. is feature film panels. Yeah. So those are definitely things to hit up on Saturday from, ele- from 10 to 5. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why, and there's so much things, everything going on from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And where can people go to check out uh, the, the full schedule? Um, they can check it out at deadcenterfilm.org slash schedule. And that'll take you right to everything. We've also got a really awesome film guide online this year, so you can read descriptions on all the films and plot your Dead Center oh, journey for this year. Choose your own adventure. Choose your yeah. own adventure. <laughs> of what I love, uh, uh, another shout-out to Dead Center, because what I love is that it's for film fans and for filmmakers. You have panels for fans, panels for filmmakers. You know, it's a, they can perfect their craft further. You have experts in so many different fields. You have new technology coming in with the VR. You have shorts, full lengths. I mean, anything yeah. you could ask for in a film festival. And I mean, for it's any fantastic. Yes, and for any for age. For any age. We say anything after six o'clock. Yes. Probably not so much for the kiddos. Again, they should films, be in bed anyway. Our films aren't rated. Um, so use your best judgment. We also try to, in those film descriptions, give you an idea of what you're in for if there is nudity, if there are ex. Uh, explicit words yeah. um, <laughs> that you know going in yeah. um but because they don't have ratings we want you to be as prepared as possible for your family we appreciate um great it's a really good time i do want to talk about yeah on that note i want to talk about one film that i am super excited for and i really want to at least be in the audience for like the first five minutes of <laughs> um we're showing a movie called puppet master the littlest reich <laughs> this year, um, which I is, just love the name alone. It sounds like a Panic at the Disco song. It might end up as one. Um, they're they're Texas based filmmakers, and they are. I guess Puppet Master was a franchise back in the eighties. Yes, it was. That's what I was wondering. If this is any. If this is any. <laughs> yes, I know Puppet Master. Yes. yes this I'm, is their. This is their gritty reboot. Um, oh, that's great. And wow. Thomas Lennon, who is a face that you would know when you see it, um, he. The movies I'm thinking of are just not the greatest examples of his body of work. Um, but he's one of those character actors that you just know. Yeah. Um, he's in it. There are a bunch of Nazi puppets that are in it. And it is it is just a gory, fun <laughs> goober of a time. Um, it's going to be fun. The, the people who are going to that movie are going to be super into it, or they're going to walk out. <laughs> they're like, what? They will probably, if they, especially and, if you got anyone who is, is a fan of the old the Puppet Master yes, movies, yes. they're probably going to truly enjoy this. It's going to be so great. And um, <laughs> word on the street is that the puppets will be in attendance. <gasps> and the, the, I'm going to be horrified and intrigued. The true puppeteer, the Puppet Master, will be there with the puppet. <laughs> so... You're, I love this. Talk about an experience you're never going to get yeah. anywhere else. Um, Puppets slightly horrify me. Great. So I am perfect for master. you. Oh, um, no. It is, it is gory. It is probably offensive to a lot of people. Yeah. I like, I'm, I'm going like to say that, that right up front. Um, if you like like movies like Thanks Killing, if you liked um, Army of Darkness, if you if please you like offend me, I love lore, being offended. That is going to be the most fun screening you've probably ever oh, attended in your life. Gosh. I have you... to see this movie now because I love being offended and I love <laughs> look, creepy things, and I can just slowly <laughs> it'll be, walk it'll away. It'll be fun. 
It'll yeah. be fun. We have a, we have a, a big horror following in Oklahoma City. Oh, I yeah. know a lot of people would love to oh, go yeah. see that. Huge, so it's a great one to one. go We to. showed um, many years ago Poultry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead, with like yes. <laughs> in attendance. And I can't decide which one's more offensive. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yes, and there, the there, there, but there are, there are many other horror films to see that, this year, right? Have you, um, got, have you got your horror shorts this we year? We have their Dead Center After Dark right. this year. Um, so they don't skew as... Sometimes we have a whole block that can be called Horror Fest. This one's a little bit more super, super dark. There might be a horror or two peppered in there, but it's really for us who who our brains work in different ways and yeah. we think certain things are funny. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and it's fun. after dark and totally not appropriate for children. <laughs> but it sounds like the weekend's going to be a lot more fun than, than, I mean, just a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. Yes, if you're not having fun, you're not doing it That's right. That's right, exactly. Um, you need to come find if not, me. Go and find I need a to volunteer. point you in the right direction. And the volunteer will make you happy. Um, yeah. yeah, that's wonderful. Um, I, and so where can people find out information? Um, information on the festival as a whole and also to access the schedule, deadcenterfilm.org. Um, that also gives you information on our organization. We are a year-round organization, mm-hmm. a nonprofit. We do education, arts outreach year-round. Um, so it's not just a one um, time a year party thon. Um, we, Although it's quite the party. It is. It really is. <laughs> we, but we just get so tired that we have to atone for our sins <laughs> the rest of the year. Um, we also have the Dead Center Film Institute, which is mm-hmm. um, not secondary education. What's the word I'm looking for? Further education for filmmakers, right. um, which we've done some free screenwriting seminars. We try to do everything at free or low cost just to keep it accessible. We want as many independent filmmakers in Oklahoma as possible. Yeah, we, um, we we want everybody to have work and we want projects to come here. We work with the Film and Music Office um, to help with that um, Ooh, can I talk about our industry pass sure. for two seconds? So new this year, if you are a member of the Oklahoma Film Production Guide, so you're a working filmmaker in Oklahoma, you should have gotten an email <laughs> from the Film yeah. and Music Office about um, our new industry pass. So it's a half price pass. It says industry on it. Um, and we hope that it allows you guys to to interact with other filmmakers throughout the festival a little easier just by seeing that industry pass and going towards them and starting that conversation. Yeah. And how much is the, the how much is the festival to go? The the festival all access pass is $200 and that gets you all 4 days of all the films that you can get into, all of the parties that you can survive. <laughs> <laughs> everything everything everything. It gets you priority access up to 30 minutes before a screening. So we let all of our pass holders in and then we start to sell tickets if there are any remaining seats. And Excellent. sometimes there are, sometimes there aren't. And oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say if there are, then we sell those for two twelve dollars. Okay. Twelve dollar tickets if there is are still seats available. Um, but if you're really wanting to have just the world's best experience, and you can pound some beers back, mm-hmm. that all access pass is worth every penny you pay for it. Especially the party, yeah. Especially <laughs> the parties. I, the, the the idea of being able to go out and and go to these parties that uh, you've got the people who are making these films and they're they're enjoying it, and you're surrounded by people who are passionate about film and 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 movies, and we love it. That's what that's what Dead Center is all mm-hmm. about. That's what Oklahoma is all about. That's right. Being passionate. 
So, Alex, thank you so very much thank for stopping you. by, and you and enjoy. Have a have a great thank time, you. And, and especially have a great time next Monday when <laughs> try you to get some relax. rest beforehand. Uh, we're we're working on it. Yeah, um, I look great. forward to seeing all of you guys out there too. Oh, we're so excited. What time excited. does it start on Thursday? It starts. Oh, that's a good question. I don't even know. Um, it starts. We have an opening night reception for pass holders at five p.m. at the Museum of Art okay. on Thursday. There you go. Um, and the first movie. Is that at is seven, eight? at five thirty. Five thirty. So we're j- jumping right in. <laughs> jumping, <laughs> jumping right, right in, and we're in until Sunday at like ten o'clock. Awesome. PM. Awesome. So, Alex, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. That's gonna do for our show. You can find us on our website, okigeek.com, also on Twitter and Facebook at Okigeek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. And Nikki, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? You can find me at Retro Robinson on Twitter, and you can also find me on Facebook page, Okie Geek Podcast. And you can find Devin at Wubba, W-U-V-V-A, and you can find me at KOSU Michael C. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast. Also rate us and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Alex Picard Davis, I'm Michael Cross. I'm Nikki Robinson. Reminding you to keep calm and geek on.